past few years, I've just kind of gone back, and, and I don't plan to like re-preach January 1's message. It would work out really easily that way if I did. wouldn't have to prepare a whole lot. But I, I do go back, and I just remember or remind us, maybe it's the teacher in me, to go back and remember and review and think about what God said at the beginning of the year as we close out the year. And, and I don't think that the word that we had for this year, that, that it's a, a year of opportunity, I don't think that's just a 2013 thing. It was just special for us in this year. And many of you have been through all kinds of opportunities, Um, some of them fantastic. You know, some of them, Carmen had a baby, and that was fantastic, a great opportunity. And, uh, you know, others have gone through some tragedy, and it's been an opportunity for you to, to get through. Some of you have been through some situations that, they were, they were difficult opportunities, and you're still fighting, and you're still clawing to get through those things. But the word that God gave me, or the scripture that he gave me for this year, was out of Ephesians chapter 5, and it's 15 through 17. And I'm not going to go back and talk about a whole lot, but it does fit in just a little bit with what I want to share tonight. So I wanted to go back, and it says in the New Living Testament, and Sandy will put it up there for us, it says, so be careful how you live. Don't live like fools, but live like those who are wise. Make the most of every opportunity that we make the most of every opportunity. And that was the, that was the gist of that, of that service and that, that word that, listen, there's going to be opportunities that come all through the year. Some of them are going to be fantastic. Some of them are going to be difficult. Some of them are going to be full of blessings. Some of them are going to be uh, uh, interesting. Just, you know, you've been through some interesting times this year. You never thought you would see this, and you saw it. That's an opportunity. It's a door that's opening before you. Make the most of it. Make the most of that moment and of that opportunity. And it goes on and it says, uh, don't act like fools. That's what we don't, you know, but, but live like those who are wise. It says, don't act thoughtlessly, but understand what the Lord wants you to do or understand what the will of the Lord is. And we said opportunity this year would be knocking on your door. But the deal is with opportunity, you have to open the door. The, the opportunity, you know people who have had opportunities and they have just refused to open the door. Or the door has been opened before them and they have refused to go through for reasons, who knows? We'll talk about a few maybe here in a little while. But the the definition that we had for opportunity at the beginning of the year, and it's not on the screen, but it, it said that opportunity was an appropriate or favorable time. An appropriate or favorable time. And and what I wanted to share tonight, or what I felt to share really, was a was about you know, the, the, the idea of timing. And uh, at the right time, there's something about the right moment. And, and in the oper- when I went back and looked at this opportunity, I realized an opportunity is an appropriate or favorable time or occasion. And we said that in our lives, on the other side of those doors of opportunity are people. And, and really for us to step through those doors is important because there are other people on the other side. But the timing of that door is important because I don't believe that those doors always stay open. You would like to think that because sometimes they do. Sometimes you have chance one, chance two, chance five, chance six, chance a hundred, like Todd. And then sometimes, you know, we, 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 you know, sometimes you get chance one, the spies, you know, in Numbers chapter 13. You know, as they, as they came back out of the promised land, the, the door of opportunity was open there. And there was a time period and a time frame that God had in mind for them to go across. 
to go in there and to begin to conquer the land, the promised land, the thing that they came out of Egypt for, to be there and to go in there, the time was right. Yet they balked at it, and they didn't want to walk through that door. Two guys did, but the rest of them didn't. And so then when when God got Moses one-on-one, he began to tell him, look, we'll just kill them all. He's like, you know, that's what, that was always God's thing. We'll just smote them all and get you a new group. That's what he always wanted to do as he went through those things. But he said, listen, this is what's going to happen. Everybody in that generation is going to go away, and then the next generation will go in. And when these people who didn't go in, they said, oh, we'll go now. If you read through there, it said, you know, we'll, we'll go, we'll go, we'll go. I, we made a mistake. We'll go. We'll go. And they ran in, they ran in there and, and got whooped and ended up coming back and then had to march around. Not only did you get whooped, trying to do what God told you to do a few minutes ago, but now it's too late. They got whooped, and then they had to walk around the desert forever and die there. I'm not saying your door of opportunity is going to shut, because I believe that God will open that door to you. If you're repentant in your heart and you move forward in those things, God has a great plan for your life, and it doesn't change. But you've got to be careful that in that moment, in that time, there are lots of reasons why we won't go through that door. But be careful, because God's timing is important. It's not always what you do that's important. Many times, it's when you do it. And I, I read a guy named uh, Colin Cowherd. I listened to him on the radio on ESPN 1450, and I, I kind of recommend him. Um, but the book that he had is, is a book of rants, and he rants on about all kinds of stuff. But he always has little nuggets of wisdom in his radio show and, and in this book, and one of them was this, this nugget about timing. He said, what you do is not always as important as when you do it. And, and I began to think about that, and as I, as I read that chapter, you know, it didn't have a whole lot to do with it, but a little bit. But I began to think about timing, because what you do is important. I'm not saying that what you do isn't important, but the right timing is important. And the example that I came up with is this idea that says, listen, you, you, you wake up one morning, and you know it's time to cut down the Christmas tree. And so out you go with your saw, and you go out to the Christmas tree farm, and you find the prettiest Christmas tree that there was, and you cut it down. And you drag it home, and you put it up in the stand, and then you put all the lights on it, and there's decorations, Christmas carols playing, and eggnog, and all those kind of things. And then you go outside, and you decorate your whole house in lights, and you're so thrilled. It comes dark time. Turn on the lights. It's beautiful, but it's July. You're crazy. See, that's the, it's, not the, it's the right thing to do, but it's not the right time. And so the difference between... Being right and, and being off can be timing. Uh, as I go through the Bible, it, the word, as you go through the Bible, talks about timing a lot. Talks about due season, due time. Talks about in the right time. Talks about favorable time. There's a lot to do with timing. And many of you have been waiting. And I, the time might be right now. The time might be next week. The time might be next month. Just be available when the time is right. In Ecclesiastes chapter 3, it says that there's a time for everything. In the Message Bible, Sandy, I think it says there's an opportune time to do things, the right time for everything on the earth, a right time for birth, another for death, a right time to plant, and another to reap, a right time to kill, another to heal, a right time to destroy, another to construct, a right time to cry, another to laugh, a right time to lament, another to cheer, a right time to make love. Ooh. Goodness, hey, my birthday, this is the right time for, sorry, mother. 
I didn't read that part. And another to abstain, not sure about that. Most of the Bible's true. Those th- I don't know about that particular part. They're abstain. I'm sure there is. A time to embrace and another to, <laughs> and another to separate. A time to, to search and another one to count your losses. A time to hold and another to let go. A time to rip out and another to mend. A time to shut up and another to speak. Which one would this be? A right time to love and another to hate and a right time to wage war and another to make peace. You know, there, there is a time for, for all of these things. And, and when we talk many times uh, about being the right time, in many instances, we, we, we go to the right time to harvest and we go to the right time to reap and we go to the right time for blessing and we go to the, to the desired time of goodness and the, the fulfillment of the thing that God has for us, it's time. But what we don't realize is in between him speaking to us or showing us or telling, there's lots of times in between there. And many times it's time to act. It's time to move. It's time to believe. It's time to stretch. It's time to pray. It's time to give. There are those kind of times and moments all the way along. I've made, I've made mistakes along the way and, and not when that door's open and that time's been there, I've balked. Only to go back, right? And it, oh, that, that moment passed. That person disappeared. See, there, there are, there's timing issues in all the things that, that we do. And when God begins to lead you to, to somebody or he begins to show you somebody in the grocery store or he shows you somebody at the mall or at your job or at your work, we do the same thing. Next time. See, we even say next time. God, next time, I'll do it. Well, no, that was the right time to do it. There might not be a next time for you and that person. That was a time in a moment where you had an opportunity. You don't know what God's doing behind the scenes. You don't know how he's working. You don't know what he's doing in the life of that person. That person may have been through the exact same thing that you were through. And you're the person that God chose to reach them. And that moment in time where you intersect is the right time. Walk through the door. Be there. We all want to be on time. Nobody wants to be late. Sometimes we want to be early, but we all want to be on time. And in, in Galatians chapter 4, there's, a, there's a, a scripture in verses 4 through 7, and I, I think we, 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 look at, we look at time and we look at the idea that there are things that happen in time, and, and we, we, God wants to use us in the right time, and he wants to move us in the right place, and those things. Time can be favorable for you. Time can be favorable for God to move. Seasons, right? There's always a season. There's a, there's a spring. There's a winter. There's a fall. There's, a, there's summer. There are all those seasons. There are seasons with God as he goes. And as you, as you follow those seasons, there are favorable things in there. And it says in Galatians chapter 4 and verse 4, it says there's an opportunity, I'm oh, sorry, it says, but when the fullness of time had come, that, 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 I'm, there was a specific, like why wasn't Jesus born six days earlier, or six months earlier, or six years earlier, or six decades earlier? Why was he born in that right moment? Why was it that, I don't, we don't you know what particular night that was, but why was it that particular night at that particular time? What's the big deal? Well, it says in Galatians chapter 4 that that was when there was the fullness of time God sent forth his son. What is that fullness of time? 
I don't know, do you? I mean, it's that idea that says, listen, we've come to the place and the moment in time where God has, on his timeline, said this is when this is going to happen. And he gets to that point, and Jesus comes into the earth. But he came into the earth not a day earlier, not a day later, not six months earlier, six months late. He came in at the fullness of time. He came in in the right moment. And it goes on and it says, God sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those who were under the law. It was time for redemption. It was time for the redemption story to begin. It was that moment in time and Jesus came into the earth. That word fullness, you know, in, in my Bible it has some different stuff, but it says it's, it's the, wor- the, the world's conditions were favorable for him appearing. There are, there are opportunities for you in time where people are ripe, where the situation is real, for you to walk into the door in the right moment. I'm not talking about winning the lottery or a prize or anything else, but maybe you've been looking for a job and you don't know, you walk into this building and it's the right moment because this person just got ticked off, yelled at their boss, just got canned. You walked in, said, hey, how are you? I can do that. And they said, you're hired. Right place, right time. It's more like God's place, God's time. Will you be where God needs you or wants you to be at the right moment? There's nothing like standing on the corner after the buses have run. Oh, the buses will be by tomorrow. But they'll be by, okay, tomorrow. Well, I'm going to catch the bus. Well, you will tomorrow, but not today. Why? It's not the right time. You missed it. Or you're really early. Whichever way you want to look at it. In Luke 2... It's the story of the birth of Christ. And it says in verse 6, when the days of her labor had been completed at the right time. I love it. The doctors say, your due date is January 14th. Well, how do you know? How many of you had your babies on the due date? It's not very many. That doesn't normally happen. Well, I'm three weeks late. Nope. You're three weeks past some day that some doctor said that you were do but you're going to give birth on time so who's who says it's august 4th hey god knows and he has the right time he has he has the right moment where he wants to just like he brought his son in at the fullness of time but when the days of her labor it says were completed when all of those things in that pregnancy were done and completed she gave birth to jesus there was a Time issue, it's timing, it's done. And in, and in your life, I think many times we get, we get a little anxious because it's not, not happened yet. And it's not, it's not worked yet, or it's not gone down yet, or, you know what, this is this, not on my terms. <laughs> How many of you, I mean, you got terms with God. You, you, uh, yeah, yeah, okay, I'll do that when. I'll do that if. I'm not sure I'll do that at all. We, we, we set these, these, these terms with God. It's like the, the parable of the, of the workers in the vineyard in Matthew chapter 20. Uh, it was a story about these, these folks who went to work for a guy uh, in his vineyard, and he, and he grabbed them, and he said, I'll pay you a denarii if you come work in my field all day. And they said, eh, good deal, I'll go do it. And so they were there for a period of time, and then as the day progressed, the period of time got smaller and smaller and smaller, 
to the last people who were only there for a short period of time. And when the day was over, he grabbed those people who had been there for a short period of time and said, come on out here, I want to pay you. And he gave them a denarii. So the guy that's been there all day thought, oh, I'm going to, be all, I'm going to get some serious jack. They got what I was going to get, and I was here all day long. And it was one denarii, one denarii, one denarii, one denarii, one. Everybody got what they came for. Why? Because they all made an agreement with this man to work a certain amount of time for that reward. Your time, it might be different than my time. Your time might be different than his time. That you, it's, not a, it's not an idea of a formula that says, if you serve God for 10 years, this is going to happen. It's just, if you serve God, this is going to happen. We're the ones, I think, who put time limits on things. We're the ones who say, you know what? If this doesn't happen by the end of the year, I'm done. We're the ones who say, if you don't get it right in the next six months, I'm leaving. We're the ones who put time limits on things. It doesn't say that God says, okay, in six months, you'll be blessed. He says, you'll be blessed. He says, in two years, you'll reap a harvest on that seed because it takes two years for that seed to come to harvest. God's the one who brings the harvest. God doesn't say that in in six months, working diligently for your boss, you're going to be promoted. But he's the promoter, but he's not telling you six months. What happens is we see conditions and we see things in the natural, and we begin to put two and two together and get 16. And so we begin to put time frames and we begin to put term limits on God. We say, listen, this is, this is what we're going we're to do it right now. I'm going to see it right now. I know, I know what happened in her life in six months. So, God, I should be seeing your blessing come around here in six months because I did the exact same thing they did. Hey, God's no respecter of persons and he wants to bless you, but don't go putting time limits on him. That's... that's times and seasons and, and opportunities and th- those things they're not going to be what we could consider fair but if you'll stay with god they'll be right and i'd much rather have right than fair i would much rather have the right thing that god has for me rather than just the the fair thing what because what i assume is fair god always has something better how many of you have believed god for something and you've kind of you've kind of lowered your standards a little faith-wise god said believe for this much and you kind of said yeah i'll believe for about half and then you get half and you're like wow god came through kind of he came through to where you believed but if you would have come a little higher he would have been there don't give up many people just give up because the time it's just been too long just been too long. I've done this. I've done this too many years. I've done this too. I've been in this situation too long. And how many of you have known people that do that? They quit and the next day was the good day. The next day was the right day or the next week was the day where their ship came in, so to speak. Timing. Timing's important. It's not what you do all the time that makes a difference. Many times it's when you do it. There were some people in the children of Israel, the sons of Issachar, in First Chronicles chapter 12, and verse 32, it, it talks about them, and it says that they had an understanding of the times. And it wasn't just an understanding of the times because they were going to be some soothsayers. If you read the rest of that scripture, it says 
the sons of Issachar had understanding of the times to know what Israel ought to do. Do you understand and can you discern the time in your season, in your world? I'm not saying that you'll know that it's going to happen on the third Thursday in February this next year. I'm saying, do you understand the moments in time where God is moving you into something and it's time to go? Not preparing you for something, but time to move into something. Because there's a time to prepare. There's a time to get ready. There's a time for all those things. Like Brad said, you don't want to wake up on Christmas morning and not have it. There was a time to prepare for that. And when you haven't, it puts you in a disadvantage and puts you in a bad place. That God speaks to us and he leads us and he guides us by his Holy Spirit. And he tells us things to begin to prepare for because there's going to come a time. And, and over the years, you know, we've dealt with folks who, who come running. And they, they, they come running and they say, I, 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 I should have. I should have gone to VBI. I, 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 sh- I should have kept coming to church. I was headed in the right direction, but I got, I got, I got misled. And I should have, I should have, I should have, I, I, I should have, but I didn't. Help me. Well, you got a gap in time. And we believe for the miraculous, and God does the miraculous at times. But you got to real, there's this, there's this gap in their learning. There's this, when Elizabeth was, uh, <laughs> when she, when she uh, was pregnant with Daniel, and she went into labor, um, she, she, we didn't go to any of those stupid classes. Because they, why would we need to do that? We're 21. We're having a baby. We have no money. What do we need to know? We know it all. And so we, there we sat in our, you know, hey, we know everything. Yeah, whatever. Hey, you should go to these classes. Yeah, all right, you go. I'm not. I've seen the movies. I, I, we can do it, you know. She's a tough gal. We just, we'll have it at home, you know, whatever. And so, like, there was a time to prepare. See, there was, there was a time to prepare. And the time to prepare was, was there because there was going to be a time that she was going to have a baby. And you can't, of course, practice for everything, and you can't, but there's a time where you, we could have at least prepared. We could have got, you know, we could have been something, you know, we could have got something out of that, you know. But we didn't. And uh, I, I, <laughs> I remember when she was, she was, she was in there and, and she, she had some contractions and things were going sideways and it was starting to hurt really, you know, I guess it hurts bad. I don't know. It's, uh, you know, whatever. But uh, I think it hurts me worse because I love her so much. Right, men? I mean, we just see the one we love in that much pain. It really is. It's, it's awful. It's excruciating. But as she was doing that, she was saying, uh, give me something for the pain next time. I'm sorry I didn't go to the classes. Do something for me. And they're like, ah, sorry, there's not a lot we can do for you. No! Ah! See, you don't want to go down the road, and then the right time happens, you're not prepared. Because in that season of preparation, that's time. The season of preparation is time. But there's going to be a time when that opportunity opens up to you, and you better be ready to step through there. I mean, if you learn anything, you know, just remember that. See, that won't go away from you. You will, you will remember that. Because, listen, I mean, there is a, that does happen. 
Now listen, it says the sons of Issachar had the opportunity or the knowledge or the understanding to discern the times. But, but we do as well in the New Testament church because of the power of the Holy Spirit. We have his word, we have what he's told us and what he's shown us, and it's not going out and looking at the stars, and I'm not talking about discerning the times as far as end times or where are we in the calendar of Jesus coming back and all that. I'm talking about can you discern the times and the seasons and the things that are going on around you in your life? Because I believe that God does open up doors, and I believe that he does tell us about them. It says in Isaiah chapter 42 or 43 that he will tell us things to come. He says, I'm going to do a new thing. Will I not tell you of those things that are coming? He speaks those things. He tells you that they're coming. Why? So you can have a time of preparation for when that door of opportunity opens. John John 16, 13 says that the Holy Spirit, he's going to come, Jesus said. And he's not just going to come to help you and to convict you of sin. He's not just going to come and just kind of be your buddy. He's going to come and he's he's going to take the things that are God's. He's going to give them to you. And he's going to show you and tell you things to come. He's going to show you things that are going to happen sometime. Why? So you can be prepared for that time. Some of those things are just confirmation in your life. He'll show you something, and you're like, huh. And then it happens, and you're like, that was God. Give myself a tally mark. Way to go. But he's, he's, he's grooming you to the point where you know that you hear his voice. That there's a move. Now, that there are things that knock us off our game. I didn't, I didn't really, I wasn't sure. I didn't understand about this knowledge of time. Years ago when I was teaching, Pastor Bill told me that you know, we would talk about every May about me leaving teaching and coming and working at church, you know, full time and those kind of things. And, and he would always say, and my mom would always say, you'll know when it's time. And I'm like, I don't understand. Why, who, why would I? Well, how do I know it's time? Just say come. That's all I need. Just say come and I'm on my way. And they said, no, you need to know when it's time. I said, oh, God, you've got to show me. I don't, I don't get it. I don't understand it. And so for all these years, Pastor Bill and I would have these meetings in his office, which is in my office back there in, the, in that corner, and we would sit at the little round table, and we would talk, and he'd say, what do you think? You know, what are you feeling? What do you hear from God? Is this the right time or season for you to come full time? And I would say, I, I don't think so. I, 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 don't, I don't think so. Now, the whole semester, I've been telling everybody in the school goodbye. Like, if you ain't going to see me no more, I'm out of here. I'll see you all net on the road. I'm going to, where, where are you going? Where are you going? You going to another school? No, I'm going to church. I'm going to, go, I'm going to go work at church. I'm not going to be here next year. And then May would come, and I'd sit down with Pastor Bill, and I'd say, I, I, don't, I don't think it's the right time. He'd say, I, you know, I agree. I don't, I don't think so either. So in August when I showed up, they're all like, I told you you'd be back. And I'm like, shut up. And so we go, you know, we go through the year, and then May comes again, and it's the same kind of deal. So the, I was trying to, God, tell me, how, how do I know this? Well, you know it's not the time. Oh, I do. You're right. There's not any peace. I, I, I understand. It's not, it, I, okay. So I can begin to discern the times and the timing. That, see, there's peace that comes and grace that comes in his timing. And when there's not that peace and there's not that grace, hang on because it might not be time yet. Just because you heard from God doesn't mean today's the day. Does that make sense? I've had people tell me, I know she's the one for me. 
Why are you marrying her? Because God said I had a dream, and there she was when she when I walked out of Spanish class. She was standing down this down there, and I saw her, and God told me she's the one for you. No lie, this is a true story. And then I asked the girl, like, why are you marrying him? Because there was just this moment when he was talking to me, and I don't know, because I really wasn't serving God, but on the inside of me, something said, This is the guy for you. Now nobody answers that question right. And they did. And I was just like, I don't know what to say. You're like 12 years old. And they weren't. And they were a little older. <laughs> little. And uh, I said, how old are you? Like 18. Oh, boy. Do you even have a job? Kind of. But they answered the question right. I said, listen, I don't doubt that what you told me is true. But just because God said, she's for you and you're for him, that doesn't mean that now's the time. I mean, God, God said that you're, but that doesn't mean that now, now go home and, and search your heart to see if now's the time. Because you want to be in the right time. And they, they did, they came back, they got married, and I, as dumb as I, they were, they're doing great. Uh, so I, you know, I don't know everything, but I, I was my wisdom. Just because God said doesn't mean that this is the time. God will say, and then God will make it time. The things that mess us up, as, as, we, as we go through that, the things that mess us up are, are, are things like temporary circumstances. See, because we don't necessarily, I don't think we hold back so much on timing, although we do. Sometimes we're chicken to go through that door, and we'll talk about fear, but sometimes we are chicken. Other times, we're almost pushed into it. We try to make the time right. We try to make it be the right season. We try to, you can't, you can't make Christmas in July. That's crazy. That's not normal. Christmas is in December. You, I don't care if you even, sh- sh- you spray your house with insulation all over the outside. Make it look like snowdrifts outside. Make a snowman if you want to. It's not Christmas. That's just more and more people going to drive by and say, what in the world is wrong with Pastor John? He's got light bulbs on the trees and snow on the ground, and it's July. You can't make it be time. But I think that's what we try to do more often than not. Because situations and circumstances and all those things tend to push us that way. Because we see an opportunity and we see some kind of daylight, we think, okay, this is, I'm going to go. If there's not peace in your heart, if there's not grace working in your life and operating to allow you to do those things that you can't do, to, to allow you to know those things that you don't know, to allow you to go that direction. If that stuff's not working on the inside of you, stop. There's nothing like saying, okay, I'm not sure if this is time. I know this is it, but I don't know if it's time. So do I step out or do I not? Step out when it's right. It'll save a lot of heartache. This kid said to me, I said, listen, I just want to tell you my experience, all right? I, I, Elizabeth and I, we were, we were young. We were, we were even a little older than you. And I'm telling you, we, we, we flat out, we struggled. We struggled. And I, I just want to you know, tell you that I'm not saying our timing wasn't right or anything else like that. I'm just saying, like, man, you've you got to know it's the right time or that's going to be a rough road. I'm not saying you're going to get divorced. I'm not saying it's not going to work. I'm just saying there's a, there's a grace that comes with his timing that keeps you going. And when you try to do something that's outside of his timing, the grace isn't there, and it's like dragging a rock down the street. And he said, but you can hear it out, all right? I said, 
Yeah, but I've been married 25 years. I mean, 20 years at the time. I, yeah, but can you not hear my first five years were like crazy. I mean, they were broken. I just wanted to, you got to be in the right time. It says in, in Psalms that morning does come, but there's also a time. You have an opportunity to mourn, but it also comes a time when the sun comes up and it's time for joy. That there's, a, there's that season of mourning, but there is a season of joy that comes. That's time. There's something about that time. The second thing, really, that he showed you is divine delays. <laughs> See, we want, we, want, we, want, we want things to happen today. Microwave, come on, God. We live in a microwave society. We can have anything we want at any time we want. You don't even have to wait for the stove to heat it up anymore. You can cook it in the microwave. And just about everything is microwavable. I mean, you put it in the microwave. You can make pizza now in the microwave, and it comes out crispy. Amazing. <laughs> Save me 45 minutes of my life right there. 45 minutes. See, but, the, but, but, but we got a crock pot God. We got a slow cooks. Takes us through things. You try to get out there in that place in the wrong time, you're not going to be prepared in a way that you can survive. You're going to struggle. And so when it seems like it's being delayed, we start chomping at the bit more. And so those temporary circumstances that are around us that really don't mean anything, because it says in 2 Corinthians chapter 4 that we're going to see things that don't line up with it. But listen, we look past that stuff and we look to the eternal. Those circumstances don't mean anything. God's going to open up that door at the right time. But then when we think, you know, it is time and it hasn't happened yet and it seems like a delay, then we start getting, like, anxious. We start getting worried. We start doing crazy things. Start getting out of God's will. Those are no, none of those are good places to be. You want to do the right thing at the right time. Don't do a crazy thing at the wrong time. And if you're trying to do what God said at the wrong time, it will come out crazy. It'll come out messed up. There's just something about that perfect time. And when we talked in the beginning of the year about opportunity, is that idea that says, listen, as you go through this year, there's going to be a door that opens before you. Walk through it. You're going to hear a knock. There's going to be something going on. Get up, answer the door, and walk through. Because that moment in time may not happen again. That opportunity may not come down your path again. I talked to a guy about a year and a half ago. And uh, I was asking him about some, some things in a, a stock thing and, and how it worked and just some stuff. And, and he said, uh, do you have something in your heart? I mean, is God putting something in your spirit? And I was like, I, I think so, but I, I, don't, I don't really know. You know, I'm, I'm praying about it. He says, if he says do it, do it. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, well, I, I try to do that. <laughs> That's what I do. And so I, I said, okay. And he said, let me tell you about my story. There was, a, there was a time just a while back where this particular stock was like a dollar or something. I can't remember what it was. It was crazy. It was really next to nothing. And he said, God told me to buy like this many shares of, of that stock. And he said, but it was like all that I had. <laughs> You know, I mean, it was like the, it was, it was, it was, I had to step out in faith, but like, do it now. It was like one of those things where you wake up and you hear it and God says, do it. And you're like, huh, mm. this is the third one, fear. 
and you begin to think about all the ways you could lose everything that you have. And he said, you know what happened? Like within about six months or whatever, that stock went from a dollar to $13. I was like, praise God. And he goes, I didn't do it. <laughs> and he said, you know how much it would have been? Like $120,000. I was like, oh, you sucker. I feel bad for you, man. <laughs> How'd you not jump off a bridge? That's bad news. He said, man, God, give me. God, I just said, God, I'm sorry. I've messed up. I missed your timing. And you can try to buy it at 13, but hey, maybe it goes down to six then. There was a time. There was a moment. And God will do it in your life all kinds of different ways. With people, he'll do it in your life with finances. He'll do it in your life with with relationships and different stuff and jobs. And I mean, he he does those things. But you have to be like the sons of Issachar, understanding and knowing and having an idea about the times that are around you. Have you had everybody do one thing and you say, I don't want to do that right now. It's not time. Everybody wants to hurry up and get older when they're young. I want to be 25. Listen, as somebody past 25, enjoy 16. I know you want to get out of high school, but I'm telling you what, there are wolves on the other side of that building, and we are looking out for you here, so stay. Enjoy your time here, because there's going to be a time where you do that, but you're not prepared yet. Those kids who slam the door and say, when I'm 18, I'm out of here. Well, hold on. It may legally say that you can leave and not be my responsibility anymore, but is it time? Is it the right time? Fear holds us back and keeps us from doing that. For some reason, when, 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 when God says move, we think we're going through that door of opportunity by ourselves. Like for a brief moment, it's like we, we, we like stop. Yeah, I mean, you can just, we stop. Like all of a sudden, the door, like we have been believing God. Maybe you've been preparing yourself. Like you've been really preparing yourself and you kind of understand the times. And now all of a sudden you're thinking, well, you know what? Something on the inside of me is like, like I ate a bad taco. It's all starting to act really funky on the inside of me. And I, I don't know. It's like, I think this is God, but I, I don't know. I mean, I, I really, I mean, this is what he told me. This is what he said. And you get some, you go and talk to somebody, you get some counsel and say, I don't know what's going on, but I mean, this is what God said. And all these things have happened in my life. And I've really gone through this situation, but it looks like that door is about to open, but it means that I got to let go of this thing to grab hold of that thing on the other side of the door and you know i don't know if i can do that and I, but i think it's time and the door begins to open and our first thought is i'm going to walk through that door by myself see all we think about is is look who got you to the door in the first place god did who put you in the right moment of time in the first place god did a new time a new time Megan see you're right the right place at the right time just time just timing and when it comes you'll know it and there'll be a leap on the inside of you like it's God and if you don't go, Sandy will push you. <laughs> the door, no. Whatever that is. But you know, we think that when that happens, we're going to have to walk through by ourselves. That's the first, like that first thing, like that's what keeps us, like we're, we're scared. 
And we can, we can say all the, you know, I don't have a spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound mind. And we can go through and do all those kind of things. But the scripture that he gave me for that was in Isaiah chapter 43. Because many times in our life, as we, as we get to this place, as you finally get to the moment in time where the door opens up, Many instances, that's a, that's a move. I mean, that's an action on your part. That's just not a okay God kind of thing. That's like a, you got to move. And in that moment, I, I mean, I know what that's like. When, when it was time, when that May came in May 2008, and I had that meeting with Pastor Bill and Pastor Pam, I was able to say, sweet mama, I think it's the time. But I don't know if I can do it. But it says in Isaiah 43, in the first verse, it says, But now, thus says the Lord, the one who created you, O Jacob, the one who formed you, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed you, and I have called you by name. You're mine. And then it says in the second verse, When you walk or pass through the waters, I will be with you. And when you go through the rivers, they shall not overflow you. When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned, nor shall the flame scorch you. For I am the Lord God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. I gave Egypt for your ransom, Ethiopia and Seba in your place. Since you were precious in my sight, you have been honored, and I have loved you. Therefore, I will give men for you and people for your life. Fear not, in verse 5, for I am with you. I want to encourage you, you are not alone. And when the right moment of time happens and that door opens, he's walking through that door with you. Don't be afraid. Don't be scared. Step out in faith instead and see what's on the other side of that door. Amen? The right time. God loves you and he knows exactly what you're going through in your life. And now I'm telling you, he knows the time and he knows the season. We hope this message encouraged you. Victor Christian Center is passionate about sharing the love, acceptance, and forgiveness of Jesus. Learn more about us at victorylafayette.org. If you don't know Jesus or maybe you've gotten distracted and stopped following Him, I'd like to pray for you right now. The most important decision you'll ever make involves accepting the love of Jesus and His gift of new life. I'd invite you to make this prayer your own and take this opportunity to begin to follow Jesus. God, I ask you to reveal yourself to me. I want to know you. I ask you to forgive the sin in my life that has kept me from enjoying a relationship with you. Give me a fresh start by changing my life and helping me to follow you from this point forward. I accept your love through Jesus and I commit to trust your plan for my life. It's in Jesus' name that I pray. Amen. If you've prayed this prayer for the first time, please get in touch with us and let us know. To learn more about Victory or to contact us, visit us online at victorylafayette.org.